Condensation. What a crappy, crappy subject. Condensation probably causes more arguments between tenants and landlords than any other property related issue. And there's a really good reason for that. And there's really good advice that landlords can give tenants to avoid the whole issue. So I'm gonna go through, first of all, what is the problem? Why is there condensation in that property? Then I'm gonna go through what landlords can tell tenants to avoid the problem. And if any tenants watch this, what you can do to avoid getting condensation and wondering, is this damp? Is it a landlord problem? Is it something my landlord should fix and is just being lazy? And the same for landlords, actually. Now, there are some landlords who continue maintaining condensation. Now, whether they know what the rules are about condensation or not, I don't know. Generally speaking, the way to identify condensation is when it spreads across the ceiling and across the wall. Now that's not the most robust way to identify it, but damp tends to focus in corners and at the bottoms of walls. So damp tends to focus in concentrated areas more and condensation tends to spread. And there's a very good reason for that because condensation is moisture from the air that lands on the walls and the ceilings and stays there. And if it's not cleaned off, it turns into mold and it goes black and it's horrible and it stinks and it gets into your lungs and it makes you cough and it's just not very nice. That's what condensation is. Whereas damp is coming from inside the wall where either there's a leak coming from outside the property into the building, into the brickwork, or it's rising damp coming up from the ground. So that's why damp tends to focus in certain areas. Now, if you let damp get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, then it will spread as well but normally you can see damp in concentrated areas before it gets to that situation. So where does all of that moisture come from? I'm just gonna go through this very quickly, but generally speaking, human beings perspire. We sweat. We also have hot inside and cold outside, and that makes all of the moisture come out of our bodies, off of our skin, evaporates into the air, and then sticks to the walls. And it's the same with laundry. When you hang your washing out to dry, that moisture has to go somewhere. So if you put it on a radiator or next to a radiator, the moisture has to go somewhere. It doesn't just disappear. It's a living thing. So it goes to the walls. Now, sometimes you get more condensation on certain walls, depending on the temperature of the wall and depending on where that wall is positioned in the building. For an example, flats tend to get a lot of condensation on exterior walls and on bathroom ceilings, things like that. So you can normally tell when it's condensation because of the spread, but you can can also tell or you, now you also know where that condensation comes from the problem is is that a lot of people say well that's a tenant caused problem uh, yeah okay I go with that and technically it is it's not perspiration from the landlord it's perspiration from the tenant but if the tenant lives in a flat or a house actually and it's freezing cold outside it's the middle of winter we can't expect the tenant to leave the windows open all the time. The heating on the windows open, it's gonna cost an absolute fortune and it's just gonna be freezing. You're just wasting energy. So it's bad for the environment as well. But 
it is still a problem. And I see so many landlords that self-manage that go around and attack, attack, attack. And they go around to the tenant and they say, you've got to keep your windows open. You've got to ventilate. And they're all saying pretty much the same thing. You've got to stop hanging your washing on the radiators. You've got to stop drying your washing in the house. Those are all definitely true things. That's what causes condensation. But I want to go a bit further than that. I've been a tenant in a flat when I was younger and the condensation was hideous. And no matter what I did, it was always there and it always came back. It's just difficult to cope with. So what can you do? First of all, if you have a property that is susceptible to condensation, then you probably already know it. Flats are definitely susceptible to condensation more often than houses. So if you have a flat, then this is for you. But also if you have a house that is also open to condensation, then this is also for you. Number one, ask your tenant or prepare your tenant for condensation. If you're upfront and open with the tenant, they're more likely or more accepting to the problem. Because let's not forget, Yes, the moisture in the air is caused by the tenant, but the actual condensation might be half a property structure and layout problem and half tenants activities problem. I know there's gonna be a lot of people saying, no, it's gotta be a tenant problem. It's nothing to do with the building, but it is. That's why flats are more susceptible than houses because of the property layout, because of the way that flats are situated between other flats and the external wall is normally colder and so on and so on and so on. Less ventilation, you could you could argue tons of things, but it is a bit of a property layout thing, but that argument will go on forever. So if you prepare your tenant, when your tenant moves in, to say, listen, from time to time, you are going to have to clean the condensation off the walls. If you prepare them for that and you give them a guide on exactly what they need, because there is special stuff that clears condensation off the walls, if you prepare them for that, they are more likely to take care of that problem. They're also more likely to accept that problem. It's part and parcel of this property, unfortunately. And if you are nice about it and you say to the tenant, listen, I don't expect you to have your windows open and your heating on all day, every day in the winter, but I do need you to clean the condensation off the walls because it damages the walls, it damages the paintwork, it damages the wallpaper, damages the carpets, and so on and so on. Now, I'm not saying that's going to work in every single case. Definitely not. Because there are some tenants who are just arseholes. And there are also some landlords who are just arseholes that won't do this because they're idiot landlords that just think, well, no, the tenant can suffer and the tenant could deal with it. That's the wrong way to think about being a landlord or a property investor. You're not there to squeeze every penny and pound out of that tenant that you possibly can. You're there to provide quality housing at a good price, affordable price, and keep your investment long term. That's what you're there for. You prepare your tenants and they will be more accepting and more likely to take care of the problem. Now there's another part to that as well. If you're a self-managing landlord, which I've no idea why anybody would want to be a self-managing landlord nowadays with everything that's happening with legislation, council task forces, penalties, fines, imprisonment, renters reform bill, this huge piece of legislation that has about six billion things that landlords have to follow. I have no idea why any landlord would want to self-manage. The regulation of property agents, which is going to include all landlords, landlord licensing that's coming, the EPC laws that are changing, the gas safety laws, the EICR laws, everything's going mad. So if you're a self-managing landlord, you're braver, you're braver than me. If you're a self-managing landlord, 
and you have prepared your tenant for condensation and they're gonna take care of the problem periodically. I would also inspect as well, but don't call it an inspection. Tenants don't like inspections. Just call it a support visit to see and treat it like that. Treat it like you are going to the property to help the tenant, to find out what issues the tenant needs help with, to find out if there's anything in the property that needs repairing or maintaining, to see if the condensation treatment is working. Don't treat it like you're inspecting on the tenant's home. That's the wrong way to think about it. You are there to go to your investment and see if you can improve it, repair it, maintain it, and make your customer, who's your tenant, more comfortable long-term, because that's what you want. You want that customer, your tenant, to pay you reliably long-term and be there long-term. So treat it like that. Treat it like, God, I'm really waffling here. I'm really passionate about condensation. <laughs> treat it like you are going round to help the tenant out and to support the tenant. That's the way my letting agency does it. And because we learn actually that tenants don't want inspections. They don't want people going around and checking up on the way they're living and their lives and their homes. They don't want that, would you? I certainly wouldn't. But if I offered to come round to your property to see if there's anywhere I can help you, to see if there's any parts of the property that I can improve and repair, and a chance to have a quick chat about anything that you're worried about or anything you'd like or need help with. What a way to present that. It's the same thing, but different. I guess what I was saying is go round to the property and remind the tenant to clean the condensation. And if you are really good, if you're a great landlord, Take the stuff round that they can use to clean the condensation off the walls. It's not expensive. It's not about the cost. It's about looking after your customer. It's about making sure that they are more comfortable because a comfortable customer, tenant, is more likely to stay with you long-term in the same way as any good business looks after their customers so they stay long-term and they pay long-term and they're easier to work with, and they're better tenants, better customers. So you have to do that. So go around to the property periodically and provide them with the facilities to look after your property. And I'm quite passionate about this. I really want landlords to change their mindset about the way they see properties. Because did you know 20% of all tenants are seriously unhappy with their landlords? That's too many. It's too many. It's around 960,000 tenants. That's unbelievable. It's probably more, but we have to make sure that we are taking care of our investment. And part of that investment is the tenant. And for the sake of a few quid, bring them around some condensation treatment. Now, if you wanna go a step further, send a contractor round to the property to do it for you. How great would your tenant feel if from time to time, you sent a handy person round to the property to clean the condensation off the walls? Now, right now, there are gonna be some of you which go, yeah, that's a good idea. There are gonna be some of you that go, no, I'm probably not gonna do that, but I get your point. And there are gonna be some of you that go, I'm not doing that, that's ridiculous. How dare you? No, tenants' condensation is tenants' problem. You're the people that will be in trouble as all of these laws and regulations and legislation comes in and changes constantly. It's gonna be huge. You're the people, because you're not thinking about an investment. You're not thinking about anything other than your own pocket yourself. I do mean to insult you. I do genuinely mean to insult those landlords that are selfish, 
and ignorant pricks. I absolutely do. The ones that cut corners, that treat tenants like crap, that don't take care of their properties, that don't take care of their tenants. I absolutely mean to insult you. I've, I've drifted off on a tangent here. I was talking about condensation. I make these things up as I go along. So you, if you're listening to me now, you've probably listened to me before. So you get it. You understand. Look, let me just recap very quickly before I go. First of all, condensation. Technically, it's a tenant caused issue. But if you're going to be a good landlord, then support your tenant with it. Secondly, get round to the property and offer your help with it and other things as well. Offer that help. Then you can get yourself into the mindset that you are there to help your tenant and look after your tenant for the long term. A few quid now or a few quid every now and again means that your property is less likely to be empty for a couple of months while you're reletting it, not knowing what type of tenant you're going to get in next time. So if you're renting your property out for a thousand quid a month and it's empty for two months, that's two thousand quid you've lost. Just for the sake of spending a few quid here, a few quid there, improving the tenant's life and making them more comfortable. Look, if you want some help, if you're a self-managing landlord, you're currently thinking to yourself, I'm not sure about all this legislation, you know. I'm trying to keep up with it, but I'm not sure whether I'm right. I'm not sure whether I'm wrong. I'm not sure whether I'm going to get into trouble. I'm worried that the council are going to come around to my property, which they probably will. Then let me know. I have a letting agency which covers a lot of the South Coast. And I would love my team to let your property and manage your property or both and help you be an anonymous landlord and be a profitable landlord with reliable tenants. I'd love that if we can do it. So if you want to talk about that, you can email me directly. It's tom at sonegroup.co.uk. It's tom at sonegroup.co.uk. Or probably the easier way is go to my Facebook page and message me through that. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, subscribe to that. There's loads of really good videos on there. So if you do want to be a self-managing landlord, then go to my YouTube channel, subscribe to that. And there's pretty much everything you need to know for every tenancy on that. And if there's anything that you're not sure about, let me know. I'll either do a video or I'll reply to your email telling you what it is I know about that subject. And I reply to all emails. I reply to all messages because I just want to help landlords, whether you're a customer of mine or not, or whether you become a customer of mine or not. It's not so I can sell you training courses. I don't do training courses. It's not so I can do mentoring. I don't do mentoring. I just do lettings management. That's what my company is. And buy to let sourcing, which is part of the same company. I think I've waffled on enough there. And I hope you've taken something from it. Hope to speak to you all soon. And don't forget to check out my book. Yes, I've written a book. It's called The Anonymous Landlord. And it is a complete guide from start to finish about how you can be an anonymous landlord, finding the right buy-to-let properties, investing in the buy-to-let properties, how to be a modern landlord and make profit from property without sacrificing your time, your energy, your mind or your family. If you want that link to the book, let me know. It's going to be in the descriptions below. It's going to be in the comments. It's going to be everywhere. So the book is called The Anonymous Landlord on Amazon, Kindle, audiobook, everywhere. Speak to you all later.